This is Tracy McBeath and this is the Primal Alternative Podcast. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to the Primal Alternative Podcast, featuring actionable tips from real people with real stories about real food. This show is presented by Primal Health Coach Helen Marshall, who empowers other paleo-loving, thermomix-owning mums to start a sustainable, faff-free business of their own with the Primalista License. The Primalista License brings primal alternatives to the foods we love to our communities, making primal living more doable with less falling off the wagon. The Primalista License is available at www.primalalternative.com. And now, introducing your host, Helen Marshall. It is episode 83 of the Primal Alternative Podcast. It's your host, H, here. I am so stoked to be with you again. Thank you for subscribing and listening to this episode and this podcast. It simply wouldn't be the same without you. And I can see from my stat reports that I get from the Wellness Couch that this show is well listened to. So thank you so much. And I'm going to start today with my review of the week, um, which uh, is from Joe Witten. Joe Witten from Quirky Cooking. So can you believe it that I've been friends with Joe for over three years and she's never tried the primal alternative pizza bases? <gasps> what was I thinking? How am I supposed to build any friendship if I haven't given my friend pizza bases? But anyway, We've now got a Primalista, big shout out to Wendy, Primalista Wendy in Melanda, which is where Joe lives, in far north Queensland. And Joe received a birthday package from me. It was Joe's birthday last month. And she received a goodie bag. Of course, food is my love language. So she got some Primal Alternative products. And she'd never tried the pizzas before. And she said, and this is the review of the week, I think I'm going to have to put a standing order for these primal alternative pizza bases. They're truly amazing. And I've just heard again from Jo today and she's telling all of her friends about our pizza bases. So thank you so much, Jo. I will be getting some more pizza bases on their way to you soon. Now, if you want to be featured on the podcast as a review of the week, then all you need to do is to say nice things about our products. And you can say that either on our review page on the Primal Alternative Facebook page, or you can just share something nice and tag me on social media at Primal Alternative. So the other thing I wanted to tell you was that we have released a new product, new product, new product, new product, new product, new product. I'm trying to do all sorts of amazing sound effects today. Um, so we've really... <laughs> We've released our No Nut Hemp Wrap Mix, which we collaborate with the fabulous chef Pete Evans on. Thanks, Pete, for being in Team Primal Alternative. You are a dead set legend. Um, So the No Nut Hemp Wrap Mix just means that you have got wraps on hand whenever you want them. Um, The mix is super easy. All you need to do is add oil and water and whiz it up and you can cook them in the oven. I've just had one cooked in a sandwich press. Um, You can probably cook them in a frying pan as well. I haven't tried, but I'm sure you can. And it just means that it's there in the cupboard. When you feel like wraps, boom, you can have wraps in like two minutes. Hurrah. How good's that? 
I love wraps. My family love them. They've, they've the right color. There's a few healthy wraps out there that are amazing, but they look really healthy. But these just look like wrap wraps. And um, I can get them past the kids and my husband. You know what I'm saying? We had a really delicious fajita night on Saturday night. I love that. You know, when you cook something, it smells amazing. And there's heaps of crunchy veggies, lovely cost crunchy lettuce and wraps. And the kids had some sour cream and cheese on them as well. And they were just amazing. You know, and you put all the food in the middle and everyone helps themselves. And it was such a nice experience. And um, we haven't had fajitas for years because we haven't been able to find a good wrap. So get wrapping people. The Nunut Hemp Wrap Mix is available on the Primal Alternative shop, primalalternative.com forward slash shop. Or you can get it from your local Primalista. Get in touch or head it to one of our retailers or our stockists. I'm not sure what I want to call them anymore. Retailers, stockists, not sure. And the final message from me is I am halfway through intake two. So if you've been following along at home, I was only going to have two intakes this year. So one in uh, February, March, and then one in September, October. But then, dun, 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 global pandemic happened. And the interest in primal alternative products went, well, it doubled, essentially. And there was more people interested in the license. So I was like, well, wouldn't it be silly to say, I'm sorry, you have to wait. That would be silly. So I've kept the doors open and we've rolled straight into intake number two, baby. And there's some different pricing for this. Um, I'm just trying to find my Different pricing for this, uh, this intake. So there's now actually three different packages and I just wanted to quickly run you through them. So there's now like a VIP mastermind package it's called and that's $8,499 and you get with that Primalist license which is $5,499 when you pay up front plus six one-on-one monthly coaching sessions with me which is valued at $1,320 plus six um, times two hours a month of Voxer access. Have you done Voxer on Messenger where you can just talk to each other? So good. Um, yeah, so that package is worth just over $10,500. So it's a good saving. Then we've got a payment plan package, which is 5699 which is 12 installments of $475. And the final package, which is the upfront payment package, which is 5499 and you save 200 bucks when you get your Primalista license up front. With all of those packages, there are also $1,200 worth of Primalista bonuses. You can um, get full the full lowdown on what's involved in the bonuses if you go to primalalternative.com forward slash license. But in there, you're going to get some courses on mindset, um, a one-on-one session with me, as well as some health coaching courses to do as well. How awesome is that? So this intake is closing June 26. So now is the time to start watching an info session, having to think about, um, you know, how it's going to fit into your life, who you want to supply, how you want your business to look and to book your interview with me. That's the next step. And you can do that by heading to primalalternative.com forward slash apply. All right, let's get on to our fabulous guest, Tracy McBeath, who is a 
mind, body, and health coach, which I just love because don't we, they all come together. You know, you start with food and then you end up talking about mind and everything, right? So she's a health coach for mind and body from Melbourne, Victoria in Australia. She's also a mum of five kids, <laughs> five, five, five kids. That's, I'm only saying that because I struggle to cope with two. Um, and they range from 18 right down to five. So she's got the full spectrum of children to try and feed healthy, low-carb food to. So she's got a good tip or two under her um, wings, no? She's got a good tip or two to share with us. She's been a personal trainer for 12 years and her personal health issues led her down the path of change, moving away from that low-fat dietary guideline nonsense that we've all been trashed with. And she's now a nutrition network advisor and also a three principles practitioner um, from what she has, and she's developed what she calls the peaceful body formula. How cool is that? And you can find all of the information about her courses um, as well as the low carb lifestyle long weekend, which is something that uh, Tracy has been called to organize. It's Australia's first all female speaking virtual summit of which I am stoked to be a part of. And it's called the low carb lifestyle long weekend. It's happening the final long weekend in May. So in a couple of weeks time, and you can find out about how to register for free for this event if you go to um, www.tracymcbeath, Tracy with an E, M-C-B-E-A-T-H, dot com, dot A-U. She's also um, a podcast host of the Health Evolution podcast, which used to be called Nourished Mum Life. And what else can I tell you about this? I want to tell you a little bit more about the weekend. Yes. So let me tell you some of the speakers um, who are attending. So there's Belinda Fetke is, is presenting there, as well as a heap of doctors, nutritionists, naturopaths, um, mindfulness practitioners. It just looks like an incredible, incredible lineup. So if you have got insulin resistance or hormone imbalances, fatty liver disease, abdominal obesity, type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, suffer from a lack of energy or mood swings, or if you want to improve your health markers and find different ways to feed your family or are intrigued to find about the link between diet and cancer. And if you're intrigued to find out about how type 1 diabetics do, do well on a low-carb lifestyle, or if you've got any kind of autoimmune condition, PCOS, endometriosis, or if you want to find out what's going on with sugar addiction and how to manage it, this is the weekend for you. So don't miss it. It's called the Low Carb Lifestyle Long Weekend, and it starts on the 29th of May. Pretty exciting. There's all sorts of great things in there. Secrets to ignite fat burning and feel unstoppable. Low carb um, for endometriosis and autoimmune conditions. Yeah, just looks amazing. you got to go there. So... The episode with Tracy is so amazing because she's going to share her health story and how she came back from basically a bottle of wine and a bar of chocolate every night to um, feeling hungover all the time to dive deep into a low-carb lifestyle and how that's changed every single aspect of her life to make her feel 
um, that she's living an abundant life and finding her inbuilt resilience. So you're going to love it. There's so many amazing takeaways um, in this that I think you'll, you'll really like. Um, Tracy's going to talk us through what the three principles are and how we can really work towards anxiety reduction as being one of the key things for, um, for weight loss for women. Um, she's all about creating freedom around what we can experience and about not being a victim of circumstance, which is really apt at this time of the global pandemic. And you're going to find out why Tracy never forces her kids to eat veggies. So what are we waiting for? Let's get into it. Tracy, it's always fun to hang out with you. So I'm stoked that you're a guest on my podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Now, it's been cool because you've interviewed me for your podcast, which is called the Health Evolution Podcast, and um, also have got me a guest at your upcoming summit, which um, or a speaker at your upcoming summit, which we're going to talk a lot more about in this episode. But before we dive into everything, you've got to let us know what you had for breakfast. Okay, well, I have actually just eaten. So in Melbourne, it is 10 past 12. So just before I came on, I did have my first meal of the day. So breakfast is usually later in the day for me. I don't traditionally eat breakfast until after 12, sometimes not till 2, sometimes not till later. And it really was just the plain old bacon and eggs this morning. (laughs) (laughs) It's an oldie but a goodie. So do you do the do you do the, do you do the eating window or do you just eat when you're hungry? Yeah, a little bit of both. I mean, most days I'd say I just eat when I'm hungry, um, but I do sometimes consciously try and bring it, you know, to a smaller window. Some days I'll sort of eat between, you know, maybe three and five o'clock. I just have quite a short window, but I will try, you know, we'll have a couple of decent meals in that short space of time. So I guess, yeah, I just change it, listen to my body. Some days I feel like more, some days I don't. And I guess it's just been years doing it now and I'm quite adapt to, to giving my body what it needs. And so it wasn't always like that. So I know just before we hit record, you were telling me that you went from the standard Australian diet straight into ketogenic. So I'd love to hear that backstory. Yeah, sure. So I was about 40 and I had recently given birth to my fourth child and I was struggling to lose the weight. And uh, I was also a personal trainer, not that I was working at that stage, but exercise was always, you know, quite a big part of my life. And yeah, I mean, I was just very much told that was what we were taught. You know, it was all about eating healthy whole grains and oats for breakfast and muesli for breakfast and it basically just got to the point where I couldn't understand why I couldn't lose the weight and I was feeling really tired all the time. Yes, I did have four children but it was just a different tired. I just, you know, like I was hungover. I just felt hungover all the time and it just didn't, you know, again, I felt like there was something missing and at the same time, my husband who's 10, 19 years older than me, he was experiencing similar things. And he's a martial artist, so also very much into fitness and exercise. But 
it was really strange, you know, for the, at about the same time, things just weren't working. He was not, he was gaining weight. We both weren't feeling at our best. So I don't know. We just sort of thought there's something, something's not quite right. We've missed the boat here. We started with David Gillespie's book, Sweet Poison. That was definitely the first book we read that sort of directed us this way. But of course, he's just about the sugar, you know, more the fructose side of things. And that sort of was That worked. That was the first step for us. But then after that, we found Professor Tim Noakes and, you know, that was it for us. And I wouldn't say I went straight into ketogenic. I think we did. We definitely sort of, it was a sliding scale, Um, you know, sugar first, then to lower carb and then to ketogenic just as we just started to get the results we were wanting and starting to feel better. I just think it just inspired us to keep going and experimenting and, you know, I guess we really haven't stopped. We're both very passionate and interested in, you know, health and nutrition and fitness and um, and how, you know, at me at 46 and he's 56, you know, we're really probably the fittest and trimmest we've been in a long time. So, yeah, it was really, you know, amazing just how I had lived up until I was 40, you know, under the dietary guidelines and how many people you know, as a personal trainer, hand on heart, I told to, you know, follow the guidelines, drop the fat, um, you know, eat lots of grains and certainly six meals a day to stop your metabolism dropping, all that stuff, which of course was very innocent. It was just all I knew then. And But once I saw, you know, the other side, <laughs> I wasn't, you know, I couldn't go back. I couldn't go back. Yeah. Wow. So, so how has that changed with how you help your clients? Because, you know, the, that low fat, heaps of healthy whole grains and in inverted commas, uh, stacks of exercise, lots of eat, you know, lots mm. of mini meals a day so we can keep that metabolism firing. How did that change the way that you worked with your clients? I mean, were you, were you still able to go back to your personal training job? Yeah, look, it changed things dramatically. I think I did have another baby um, at 41 and by then I was actually, you know, I, was, I got pregnant. I was ketogenic. I ate ketogenic all through my pregnancy and after I had him, I didn't have anywhere near as, you know, I didn't gain as much weight. I didn't have much trouble losing it but it wasn't really until I was 40. Gosh, so I must have been nearly 43 before I started to feel like I was really ready to get back into personal training. But I knew that I couldn't go back to what I was doing. Um, and we're, it's very quite strict in Australia. People, I'm not sure if people realize as a personal trainer, you have an obligation to only promote the dietary guidelines. You are not um, allowed to teach outside that. And they actually do threaten to deregister you if you do. So, you know, not that that kind of concerns me because, you know, I, I, I think people do get around that. Um, but I just knew I couldn't go back to doing what I was doing. And that's why I started down the road of getting my health certificate certification and, and learning, you know, the low carb nutrition side of things. So I could bring it in as well. And I, that's when I opened up at home. I started my own studio at home in the garage, which obviously worked around my kids as well. And, um, you know, really it was the personal training when I started back just to get people in the door and then, you know, probably only a couple of years doing that again, I decided, no, I just wanted to do, you know, health coaching full time. That's where I could really see and make the most benefits. And, 
you know, there's still such a misunderstanding out there that, you know, you know, just eat less and move more. And I see women all the time, you know, just so much cardio, so much exercise to the point where I believe it's actually detrimental because it does put such a huge stress response on the body. And if our body is already under a lot of stress, that can really go against us. Um, but then also not eating enough overall as well. So, you know, we get so many hormonal issues and thyroid, thyroid issues and people just just don't feel well. So, yeah, so I think that's it was a, a natural thing for me to step back out of it. I, I do still help people. I don't do personal training. I don't write programs. But obviously within my clients, I'm, you know, I've certainly got enough knowledge to help people bring exercise back into their lifestyle because it's, it's still very valuable. But I think it has to be in the context of where they are in terms of their metabolic health and their, their stress and all that stuff that's going on in their life and their goals. You know, if, if weight loss is the number one goal, well, exercise is important, but it's not anywhere near as important as looking at things like what you're eating and all the stress that you're under. So I hope that answered your question. No, it does. It does. And, and I actually, my mouth is still on the floor that um, as, a, um, a, as a personal trainer, you can only uh, share the dietary, you know, Australian dietary guidelines, mm. which I guess mm. I can kind of understand why, but that is mm-hmm. very, um, yeah, not something you'd want yeah, to be doing once you've seen, once you've been on the other side, right? So no. I, I am sort of kind of shocked about that. Um, yeah. Wow. Well, that's why there's such a push, you know, people sort of say, oh, look, it doesn't worry. I don't care what the dietary guidelines are. I can eat whatever I like, right? But the problem is the dietary guidelines inform things like what personal trainers can do. They inform what um, people get fed in hospitals. They inform what our kids get fed at daycare. Mm-hmm. And until they change, um, you know, we don't realise just how little control we do have, you know. So I said as the individual, absolutely we've got control over what we eat. But as a general population, until they change, we are bound by them. And even in the army as well, I mean, it's what they get fed as well. It's mm-hmm. just insidious and they are really, really, really important to try and get to change. And that's what, you know, some people are out there trying to do, but it is a really tough task. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. It really, really is. Now, you, you touched on stress a little bit. I think probably um, one of the things that I saw most when I was health coaching was women coming you know, with stubborn uh, weight loss issues, like they just couldn't lose the weight and they were doing all the right things, you know, like we've, we've touched on around exercise and um, eating well as well, you know. Um, so we've touched a little bit on stress. So if we were just going to like, sorry, this is just a bit of a random question that I'm throwing in here, <laughs> not going to plan. Um, it's okay. <laughs> you can handle it, Trace. Um, so what, you know, that is a very, that is a very common picture, right? So you've got a woman, mid forties, um, you know, she's done cardio, cardio all her life. Uh, she's done the low fat paradigm. She's maybe transitioned across to a paleo primal, low carb keto way of life but she's still got some hormonal issues. What would be the next thing? Sorry, not hormonal issues. Still got some weight um, that she just can't shift. So what would be the things that you would be looking at there? Like you mentioned, it wouldn't be exercise. So what would, what would we be looking at? Yeah, so what I've definitely found in my experience in my coaching um, life is that 
it generally comes from stress from our from ang- things like anxiety um, and what I don't think people realize is that whatever we think actually plays out in our body as a stress response as well so if we are prone to um, having stressful thoughts so you know um, stress is a feeling right so when we feel stressed in our body that actually plays out in a hormonal way in our body so it does set off you know that cascade of hormones from you know that shot of adrenaline and that insulin that then our body has to again get rid of so even though I, and I have seen this time and time again as you say you know I've had women sitting in front of me you know they're they're their diet seems fantastic. They're doing, you know, the right sort of training for them, but they, yes, they still can't seem to lose that weight. And I see that they are, they're highly anxious. They have a lot of anxiety in their life. And I would actually say it's just so common for women. It's just like this general underlying level anxiety, a level of anxiety that um, we tend to think is normal and we tend to feel that we have to live with around, you know, whatever all the pressures are, you know, as a, as a female, as a mum, as a business owner, as everyone dealing with, you know, all the things that we have to deal with. And that to me would be the, I would see that as the biggest thing that we have um, to, to look at in terms of getting the results that we're wanting. And that's not an easy thing to look at. So everyone will say to you, stress is really important bad for us and they might you know people might understand that hormonal cascade that happens but what we don't understand is that there is um that i guess as a species we are still cave people so we haven't really evolved a lot from that so that our mind we have this stress response because in our in our body we're still fighting the bear we're still running from the bear even though in today's world we're not our mind and our processes just don't know that. So that's a really important thing. You know, I, w- I would love people to understand that, you know, we can have stressful thinking and it could be play out in our body as though we've just had a really high-carb meal. So that, you know, with the insulin and the cortisol and all that stuff going on. So that actually was a big thing. You know, when I started coaching, I I could. I came across women that with this, with this, and I was really stumped as to how to help them. You know, yes, you can say, look, on, you know, try some meditation, do some walking. You know, there's lots of things out there that people will say can reduce your stress response. But I just didn't feel. I felt like I was missing a piece of the puzzle. Um, and interestingly, I came across a book called Brain Over Binge, and it's written by a lady called Catherine Hansen. Um, because at the same time, I was also having clients who um, had uh, binge eating issues and long-term emotional eating issues. And again, I was really stumped. You don't, I didn't learn how to really help, you know, these people. And um, I just felt like I had to really find some answers. And long story short, you know, one book led to another book led to another book. And it actually led me down this road of finding what's called the three principles, which um, I've then become a three principles practitioner, which is this mind sort of stuff that I've brought into my coaching and I've brought into my life, actually. It's completely changed my life since understanding how we work as human beings. Because when we can understand that, we can we have such a greater chance to live in a much more peaceful feeling and to see where things like stress come from and, th- and to see where things like anxiety come from within. 
And that, um, yeah, that's what I've seen has been really, really helpful in pointing a lot of my clients in this direction with things like managing stress. Because we all feel that, you know, stress comes at us, right? That stress is a response from something external to us, you know, it could be the coronavirus, it could be, you know, our kids, it could be our partner, it could be you know, how we look, how we think we look or whatever. But we think it comes at us, yet how it actually works is it's, it comes from our thoughts. So we live in a, in a thought-feeling world where we create the world around us by, by what we perceive. So it sounds really sort of, you know, touchy-feely. It's definitely not. It's definitely, um, you know, been, you know, talked about for thousands of, you know, a long time, you know, people have sort of talked about this. It's, um, it's an amazing understanding that get, helps you see that we actually have a lot more freedom around what we choose to see in front of us. So, yeah, so that was <laughs> probably not very well explained, but it's just to see that, you know, there is a lot of, there is a lot of opportunity to see things like stress differently and anxiety differently. And I just, as I said, it's just so common in today's world, you know, where in reality, we cannot change the world that we live in. I mean, we just have no capacity to change the world. And if we, if we think that we can't live our life until things change, then we're really, you know, we are a, a victim, you know, not that I like that word, but we just, just become a victim of our circumstance as opposed to seeing that we actually have a lot more freedom in, in how we choose to see what's in front of us and, yeah, that understanding has really helped me, my, you know, so many of my clients and that's, you know, predominantly of my work now is pointing people, you know, in that direction to help with, with change and, and seeing things like anxiety and stress very differently. I love it. You're absolutely speaking my language <laughs> and I think that, you know, it isn't touchy-feely at all. I think that when you become, um, you know, when you clean up your food and your lifestyle and you start sleeping better and, you have less pain and less brain fog. You become a lot more in tune with, well, I would call it intuition. Um, and you, mm. you have that more of that sort of positive feeling because you don't have all of the aches and pains and belly ache anymore. You've sort of got a bit more of a um, positive outlook on life. So you really can start to have that extra space to start to think about, well, you know, do I have freedom around what I can experience? Um, do I need to wait and be a victim of circumstance to how the world's unfolding or do I have a choice in how I react to it? So it's absolutely speaking my language and I think that it's a journey that a lot of us go on, um, you know, this kind of like enlightenment that we get once we become a clean channel and we clean up our lifestyle. So you've mentioned the three principles, which are just absolutely mm. intriguing. So can you talk us through what are the three principles? Can you break it down? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, the three principles um, were first uh, articulated in the 70s by a man called Sidney Banks, even though, as I said, you know, there's been versions of this around for, for decades. It's, it, it's very much, um, you know, uh, it has its realms in a lot of the spiritual understanding. It's not religious. There's no religion tied to it because, you know, religion um, is a, a form of thought and it's a much more, it's sort of after this sort of understanding. So the three principles itself are mind, consciousness, and thought. So it's understanding that really 
as I said, you know, that we live in the world of thought come through us and that we don't live in the world of, of circumstance. So that's why you can have two, you know, 10 people standing in front of a, a field and, you know, one person will see it as see the as beautiful flowers. One person will see it as weeds and grass they have to mow. And one, everyone sees things differently. So we all perceive the world from our thought, which is why we're all so different. You know, no one ever sees the same thing in the same way. So that understanding, when you understand that and you understand that we are a part of nature. So well, one of the, I loved, I love experience explaining this to my clients you know when you look at any creature in nature it's perfect by design so it knows how to thrive you know the salmon know how to spawn where to spawn they need to swim upstream to spawn you know the turtle will know which beach it was born on to you know then go and lay its own eggs and even the flower you know it knows to turn to the sun to get the the most of the sun and you know, there's, you look at nature and there's just examples of how beautiful it is and how perfect it is. And we are a part of nature too. So we have that inbuilt design as well. But what we also have is a computer, which is our brain. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so <laughs> that, that is an amazing organ. And it helps us in so many ways. And, you know, I love to describe, you know, our, our brain as, you know, our brain loves patterns. So it's always searching for patterns. So, you know, for example, you know, we learn very quickly that that thing in the lounge room with four legs is a chair that we sit on. We don't have to relearn that every time we walk into a room. But at the same time, it also creates a whole lot of patterns um, that, potentially aren't very, very helpful, you know, in terms of our belief systems, about what we believe, in terms of our habitual behaviours and our habitual thought patterns as well. And that really is because it is a computer and it is designed to just keep doing the things that we do. It doesn't like change. So that's why when we try and do, you know, create new habits or get rid of old ones, it's really, really difficult. And when we don't understand where that difficulty comes from, that, you know, we, we generally think that the fault is with us, that we don't have enough dis- discipline, we lack willpower, when it's just a simple misunderstanding with how we work as human beings. So we are perfect by design. We uh, have no, you know, there's everyone is just perfect apart from this thinking and this brain that we've got going on that tells us different stories and the might you know, tells us that there is something wrong with us. So, yeah, so that's what the three principles are and that's what I have gotten out of it in terms of my life, in terms of understanding things like, um, you know, I thought I was, you know, a very fearful flyer, for example, until I realised that, you know, that fear was coming from my thinking around the plane because my fear started the moment that I booked the ticket or thought about booking the ticket. It had nothing to do with the actual plane. So when I understood that, you know, it was just habitual thought around flying and that I was letting my thinking take me towards imagined futures, which were imagined and not real, I was able to let a lot of that pass and have become a much more relaxed flyer uh, because of that. And then the other thing for me was confidence. You know, I always thought I was, you know, I was very lacked confidence that I had to look outside of myself to 
be confident, to learn confidence, to learn how to be, you know, my best me and my most confident me. When I, the reality was it was already within me. I just had to learn that I didn't have to pay any attention to the, the stories and the self-limiting ideas I had around my lack of confidence and I was able then to just focus on the present moment, take one step forward and, and know that whatever showed up I was able to deal with um, and that, yeah, I could let all of that stuff pass about who I thought I was because who I am is limitless and who you are and everybody else are is limitless too when we, you know, can see that we don't have to pay attention to those limiting beliefs. So would you agree that we absolutely can have it all and what would you say holds so many women back from living that abundant life? Well, interesting question because what is having it all? I mean, having it all is um, a lot of the time is just made up belief systems around what we think having it all means. Um, you know, I think we can... When we, when we start to live less from our head around what we think we should, our, our life should look like or what we think our life should be, we start to look and focus a lot more on what we actually have and on what is in front of us. And you come from a place then of, well, I'm actually already in a fantastic place. There's nowhere for, for me to get to. You know, I'm already here. So life then just becomes this incredible journey where there is no roadmap apart from you talked about, you know, your intuition, which in the three principles is likened to your, your GPS. We all have this inbuilt GPS system, but often it's drowned out by habitual thinking and our thought and our computer that we don't hear it. Um, but when we can have, we get clarity around that, it becomes a lot stronger and we just get guided to, you know, whichever pathway, I don't know, it's just amazing. These things just show up, you know, like for me with the summit, it just was an idea to do this. And I could have listened to my thinking around, oh, you don't know how to do that. Or who do you think you are? You know, oh, you couldn't, pot you know, whatever story I, I might've told myself about it. Or I could say, actually, that's a really strong idea that's come from somewhere, I'm going to acknowledge that, pay, give it attention and I'm going to tr just give it a go and take one step at a time. So I do believe that we can live an amazing life, but I think most of us are already living an amazing and, abundant, and an abundant life, but we just um, innocently don't see what we already have because we live so much in an imagined future about what we think we need for happiness when Happiness is actually living in the present moment. And I think that is just that misunderstanding about how we work as a human being is what holds people back. You know, we think we are our computer. We think we are our thoughts when the reality is we just think and we have thoughts, but they are not us and it isn't who we are. And who we are has potential and can be anything. Does that make sense? Oh, it's beautiful. It really does make sense. It, it really does. And, um, you know, I think the more that you hear this message uh, in diff you know, from different people and their own interpretation of it just really drives home this message that it really, for me, is the, like the one truth that 
um, you know, that you, you explain it in terms of the GPS and the three principles, but essentially we're like going back to what you said about nature and nature is amazing and beautiful and we've all got this program and we're all hardwired and all, you know, looked after and given guidance. And I think the biggest, you know, if the biggest takeaway from this show is to say, you know, trust it, trust your intuition. You know, you don't need to go and pay $5 to somebody with a crystal ball to tell you, you know, what the future holds. You know, it's, it's yeah. already inside of you, which is mm. hugely exciting and, and really empowering. And I love that you took the initiative and did, did the summit and, and I, I organizing the summit because, um, you know, why not? Who are you not to do the summit? You know, I think we, we're our biggest, <laughs> we're our biggest inner critic, literally within our own ears. And nobody will look at you and say, who does she think she is to run an online, you know? So let's, let's, let's talk about the summit. Tell me what it is and why you decided to do it. Yes. So the summit is called the Low Carb Lifestyle Long Weekend and it is a group of women uh, who are 20, I think I'm up to 29 now, Helen, 29 amazing women across the world who live in the low carb space, promoting it as a lifestyle. So not a diet. So, you know, it's, it's, I've never come into it as a diet. I've, I've, you know, I went straight into it as a lifestyle straight away. But what I have seen over the years is that it has, you know, that diet mentality has come across into it. You know, people hear of keto being the quick fix, fix weight loss, um, you know, diet. And then, of course, you know, that all that same thinking around, you know, weight loss and diet and all that comes across into it. And I just think it really misses the point. And, you know, it is there's so much more potential than just weight loss. Uh, and I had been talking about that. So on my podcast, you know, I've been really, really lucky to talk to some amazing GPs and dietitians and nutritionists in the, in the low-carb space. And we had been talking about the fact that there was a big missing link in the low-carb space at the moment, and that is about women and making it really specific for women's health. So, you know, I think a lot of... A lot of women I talk to feel that at the moment it's a lot of men in suits just telling women what to eat. And of course, as you and I know, it's a lot more complicated than that. Mm. There's a lot more involved in that. And I think we just had such a, a great, have such a great opportunity here to, to get that holistic women's health message um, out there. Yeah. So it was just one of the GPs and I were talking about it and she said, oh, you know, we should, we should do a women's one. I said, absolutely, we should. And you know, I sort of went away and didn't think much of it. And I just woke up one morning, maybe two weeks later, and it was just, you've got to do this. You are the one, you've got so many fantastic connections because of your podcast. You've got to do it. And it was just incredible. I was just like moved so much. And I just texted my friend, my GP friend, and I said, I'm going to do it. And she's like, yes, <laughs> let's do it. And um, so I did. I just, that, that day I emailed out all my contacts. I said, I don't know anything else. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I just want to do this. Are you in? And it was just an overwhelming, yes, I'm in. 
let's do it. And wow. I had to figure it out, figure it out from there. And I'm still, <laughs> I'm still learning. And, um, you know, I say it, <laughs> I've recorded the little introduction to it and I, I kind of just in a nice way say, look, I kind of, I did miss the technology revolution. You know, I am 46. <laughs> if I get stuck <laughs> on the computer, I have to ask my 18 year old son how to help me. <laughs> so if you have a techno, techno, you know, an issue that requires fixing with technology, please be patient with me. I'll do my best. Um, but yeah, you know, look, I think we do just let so much <laughs> of all that stuff stop us when, you know, who are we, you know, as we're talking about before, you know, who are we comparing ourselves to anyway? You know, there's no one to compare ourselves to when we realise we are so unique. We are so meant to be here and we all have amazing gifts to share and, you know, just give it a go. And, you know, the only one you're going to be up against is you. You know, I have these moments where I say to my husband, oh, you know, I know I'm going to be up for three days over the summer just making sure He's like, no, you won't. You'll be fine. He goes, what, what's the worst that can happen? And I said, well, I know that the worst can ha- that can happen is the whole technology could crash. And I said, do you know what I would do then? I would just gift it to everybody. If that happened, I would just gift it. You know, that's, there's, there's always a solution. There's always answers. But I think when we don't try, when it gets scary or it looks scary, we're just missing out on so much of that juice of life. And yeah. It's so true. So that's a summit. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I'm so honored to be part of it. So shout out to Lee Williamson for putting Aww. us in contact because that's yeah. so cool. And um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to, to it. Um, and I, I really love what you're saying, you know, about, you know, living, I was uh, liken it to uh, you, your worst case scenario. Can you live with your worst case scenario? Because your worst case scenario would be, you know, like you say, it not technology not working or the event not being able to happen. And, you know, so if you didn't do it at all, then you're already living your worst case scenario. Like there's nothing to lose. Everything is figure outable. And as Marie Folio said, and, um, you know, just think (laughs) about all of the, like the growth you've had in terms of what you think you're capable of and your technological skills have been increased with the help of your 18-year-old. You're so lucky to have a spectrum of children to to assist you. (laughs) Oh, I know. That's so true. And it is so true what what you just said, you know, like, I think sometimes we fall into the trap of thinking that our, you know, what we do um, in our life, you know, is a reflection of who we are. But, you know, we are already, as I said, we're, you know, my, who I am is who I am, you know, whether this succeeds or whether it doesn't, is not going to change who I am. You know, we, we, as I said, we think that our successes and our failures uh, define who we are as a human being, but they don't at all. It just is experiences. That's all. Mm, wonderful. Now, just touching on your spectrum of children. So you've got five, five <laughs> kids. There's five kids. So ranging, me? me? Yes. Ranging from 18 to five. Is that right? Down to five. Oh, yes. I was paying attention. Yeah. So it would be remiss <laughs> of me not to ask you, how the heck do you feed all of those people and, well, not like physically feed them, but have you got any tips in terms of getting kids and teenagers to actually eat, you know, a low carb way of life? Yeah, tips. Okay. So just to explain, I didn't set out to have five kids. <laughs> that wasn't in my plan. 
So I did, I did have, have had two, I am in my second marriage. So my first husband and I had my two, my three, sorry, older, beautiful babies. Um, and um, then we divorced and I met my now husband and he didn't have children. So we were blessed with two boys. Funny story, you know, I decided, was definitely when after my first divorce, I was, that's it. I'm not having any more. And I went to my doctor and said, uh, that's it, tie me up. And she talked me out of it. <laughs> so I ended up meeting the one man in the world that I would have more children with for. And yeah, so that's how I have five children. And I would not change a single thing. Um, so my older three were, you know, definitely grew up on the low um, fat guidelines, you know, when I first discovered that I had been sending them off to school and, you know, knowingly with 15 teaspoons of sugar because of their porridge and their sultanas and their honey and their low-fat yogurt and their orange juice, I, mm. I did have to go through a real, oh, my God, what have I done um, moment. But, you know, we, we, you know, we, I liken it to, you know, when we're walking around in a dark room and we knock over a light you know, we don't berate ourselves when we turn the light on and we can see, you know, like it's just, I was walking around in the dark. We do the best with what we know, right? So um, once I sort of got over that, yeah, look, I remember very clearly, you know, just sitting down with them and I just said, you know, at this stage, I think the older three were, gosh, maybe six, eight and ten. And um, I said, look, I've just learned all this stuff about sugar and sugar is in your oats and sugar is in this and this is what we know about sugar. So we're going to try and not eat some of that in the house anymore. I'm not going to buy that. But I said, but we're going to try this stuff and we're going to make, mummy's going to make, I was home a lot more then. So I did do a lot more baking and do alternatives and stuff for them. And I said, for breakfast, we're going to have, you know, scrambled eggs or bacon and eggs or, you know, something instead. And yeah, look, they were pretty good. They adjusted, but, you know, they would go off to their dads and God knows what they would eat there and just come, you know, I had to let that go. I couldn't control that. But when they came back into the house, I was very much, uh, um, you know, whatever is in the house is okay to eat. I stopped buying crap. I just stopped buying it. Um, and, of course, they're teen, you know, my 18 year and 16-year-old now, you know, they might go off. They work at McDonald's actually. Well, but they don't ever job. eat it. <laughs> yes, eat it. it's great. Yeah, they don't eat it. They've seen too much. They don't eat it, which is good. But, you know, they'll have stuff, you know, they'll go and have stuff with their friends. But, you know, I think that's all part of it too. And But just when they're in the home, it's good food as much as I can. And my little ones have had a very different upbringing. So it was baby number five particularly that, you know, has had it from the start. I mean, he was weaned not onto rice cereal, never had any of that, never had toast, never had cereal of any kind. He's just gone straight to real food. And his favourite food steak, bless his heart. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just... I just think, you know, you have to be firm. I think um, we, we fall victim to feeling guilty about not providing what we, again, have a, a belief of being treats. Um, but I think, you know, again, that's just a lot of made-up stuff we don't have to pay attention to. And I think we can, um, you know, we just obviously do the best we can. But I just, one of my rules is it's just in the house. I don't buy, they do have, if they have crisps, it's plain because if you add, uh, flavoring it adds sugar so you know I just have that and some popcorn if they want some 
packet stuff, that's what they can have. And then meals are very much simple. You know, really, I don't have time to cook elaborate. I'm not a cook. I did start an Instagram page, my Instagram page years ago, sharing my meal ideas just purely because I wanted to share that someone who couldn't cook but has grown to, you know, you know, really value the importance of cooking for my family. You know, just simple meals. They're quick, they're easy. You know, it's definitely protein. Kids need protein. I don't ever force my kids to eat their veggies. They are available um, and each of them will eat a varying type, but it's protein and it's animal protein. I just, it just, they need it so much and every meal is built around some sort of protein um, and salad or veggies and that's pretty much it, you know, like whether it's cooked differently or has a different flavour from, you know, obviously you know, salt is important but the herbs, you know, you can play around with herbs and spices and things like that. Um, but, yeah, just keep it simple but also it's not going to be perfect, you know. Again, a trap that we fall into a lot is thinking that perfection is a certain attainable goal but it's just no such thing, you know. You are... We're all ever, only ever doing the best we can, you know, giving, given the thinking that we have in any given moment. So some days you'll nail it, some days you won't. But the quicker you can see that that's just a normal part of being a human being and everybody goes through those days, the more you'll just move on and you'll be free to just again focus on the present moment and make choices faced, you know, with what you've got in front of you. And it's been really challenging, obviously, with homeschool. You know, I've got a business, I've got... Um, every every second week so my, I share my older three with their dad so one week I'll have just my two boys and every second week I'll have five so I've got one daughter and four boys and those weeks like today you know they they're challenging you know just feeding them making sure they're well fed uh, trying to work trying to make sure there's enough internet you know all those challenges but as I said you know some days I feel like it's all cool some days I don't. And I realise too that it's often those days when I'm all up in my head, you know, I'm thinking about my summit or I'm thinking about work and I'm not really focused on what's in front of me and I get frustrated when the day doesn't go how I want it to go. But again, we've got to take it back to, well, the day's going to go how it goes. And the more you are in flow with that and just let things flow, I think the less stressed and anxious you get about those days. And yeah, perfection, just doesn't exist it's a myth absolutely agree such a myth so while we're on the food um train we need to obviously ask you the three questions i ask all my guests and that is what does tracy mcbeef think about coffee (laughs) wine and chocolate i love them all (laughs) (laughs) i knew i liked you Oh, I absolutely love my coffee and, you know, thank goodness for people like Dr. Ken Berry who have looked into the science behind it. And, look, if there are some serious adrenal issues, I think, you know, coffee is probably not the best thing for you. But if you are metabolically healthy and hormonally okay, you know, coffee, it's certainly a part of my lifestyle and I love coffee. I, uh, what was the next one? Chocolate. So Mm -hmm. yes, I love dark chocolate now. So it used to be all things Cadbury, milk chocolate. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely of an evening for me. That was my, well, it was wine and chocolate for many, many years. Um, And to the point where, you know, yes, it could have been a block of chocolate and it could have been a bottle of wine. And, you know, 
just because I think, you know, again, I didn't understand my brain and I didn't understand how much it looked for patterns. And when it sent urges at five o'clock every night for me to do that habit, I didn't see that I had a choice as like so many of us don't. So that was a big thing for me. But, you know, with long story short, I think, you know, having seen the understanding around how habits are created in the brain and understanding that you can experience urges to do your habit, but you actually don't have to give in to them, that it's okay, it will pass, it's temporary. Often, you know, we reach for things outside of ourselves, you know, the comfort foods and things like that because of the feeling we have inside. And the feeling is always temporary because human beings up and down all the time and our feelings will change and understanding that just it just takes a bit of the pressure off and you can see that you can um, ride through it and you will be okay. So that's what I learned in terms of mine. So I have a glass of wine maybe once a week now, just on a Friday night. And for me, dark chocolate, of the 85, I can't go higher. I've tried, I've really mm. tried, but 85%. And it's just one or two squares, you know, after dinner. And that to me is, I, I'm very satisfied with that. So, yeah, I, t- I don't think I would ever, you know, I can't see myself ever cutting out those things, but I think everybody is different. But again, you know, I think when we understand how we work, we have a lot more freedom around that as well. Perfect. So tell us how we can get involved with the summit. How can we watch it and how can we connect with you? What's the best way? Yeah, absolutely. So um, am I, hopefully we'll, I'll be able to give you links to my website. The summit um, is a long name, <laughs> but there is a link obviously on my website uh, to the summit and Um, There is a fantastic uh, Facebook group for the summit that I've got going and it's just called the Low Carb Lifestyle Long Weekend. And in that group, I am doing little interviews, which I've done with you, Helen, on introducing Mm -hmm. the presenters who are presenting at the summit. And post-summit, what's going to be really exciting is I'm going to have some live Q&As with some of the presenters. So when people have viewed the three, the summit, and if they have specific questions, they'll be able to come back to the Facebook group and ask the presenters their questions and get, you know, stay, get more involved and learn that way. So, yeah, so it's just very easy. You just need to register. Um, The summit's available um, basically for three days. So each day for, it's a little bit over 30 hours because it is a worldwide summit. So we have presenters from Canada and the US um, and South Africa as well on the different time zones. So I'm trying to make sure everyone gets access. But once uh, each day has passed, that will be gone, but there will be another copy that people can buy lifetime access for, for a very small amount of money. So um, yeah, that's the summit. That's the summit. Well, well done. And thank you for bringing it to life and taking initiative on that idea um, because it's going to be so much fun. I'm so stoked to be involved. Um, and I'll put the links in the show notes. So if anybody's listening and thinking, ooh, I want to be involved with the Low Carb Lifestyle Long Weekend, then you can. You totally could be there too. Don't miss out. Don't have FOMO. Um, but Tracy, thank no. you so much <laughs> for being an awesome guest on the show today. And oh. I'm sorry I didn't get my primal alternative goodies out to you before the show, but I will definitely get some shipped out to you. So hopefully you can let me know if you like them or not. 
I can't wait. I'm sure I'll love them. Thank you, Helen. It's been such a pleasure to chat. Talk to you again soon. Take care. Bye. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.